Welcome back to the Let's Think Show. We are talking today about having the guts to stand up and say no. When you don't believe something is right, or you believe something is ridiculous or, or unnecessary, uh, just being willing to, I guess, what Jordan Peterson calls throwing your shoulders back and standing up and, and telling the truth as you see it. Uh, and of course, this isn't done in a violent or aggressive way, just uh, saying, no, I, I'm not going to be silly along with you here. And we've been using as an example today, just because uh, happened uh, to be in the latter part of 2020 right now, and the panic of 2020 is continuing, and part of the panic is uh, the encouragement or the uh, requirement in some places for people to wear uh, face masks, face coverings uh, when they are outside of their homes. And uh, as we've been talking about, that doesn't seem like a very good idea. It seems a good bit ridiculous and uh, counterproductive, uh, just not a good thing. And and then, you know, we haven't even gotten into the the home incarcerations, uh, lockdowns, whatever you want to call them, uh, where people aren't allowed to go out and, and do things uh, to keep their lives going, uh, pursue their happiness, pursue their their work, or, or whatever pursuits that they would choose as free people to do. Uh, we haven't even really talked about that. We've just talked about the one little tiny issue of being forced to wear something on your face uh, that you might not choose of your own volition to wear. You're doing it only because you're forced to do so. Uh, the The amount of harm that this is doing uh, is is just incredible. The, the disruption to society that this whole social distancing and mask wearing thing has caused uh, is it, just a horrible disruption. And, and the reason it it matters on a philosophy show is because I have to ask myself the question, will I comply or will I just say no? And if I am going to comply, under what circumstances will I comply with what I believe to be nonsense for the, the masses to wear masks, even if, if there's not a, a reason that uh, a, a reasonable person would contemplate and go, yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. I would, I'd love to volunteer to do it. Uh, if that is absent, uh, should there be uh, should there be this expectation for for others to follow this rule? And what are the exceptions? And I think that we live in a world that is imperfect, and it's made imperfect by the ruling class primarily uh, and their cronies. And regardless of whether or not you believe that or you think that's just silly talk, uh, it comes down to. We live in the world that we live in, and I don't want to put other people into a bad position. And there are so many back-scratching and, and, and multi-level uh, relationships in business and such. So, for example, if a landlord tells the tenants that, that perhaps it's a restaurant, if tells the restaurant that, that they must require their, uh, their customers to wear a mask, then eh. You know, what would you do if you were the restaurant? You kind of have to just suck it up and do it if you don't want to lose your lease. And then when the restaurant owner tells their employee, the employee thinks, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. And the restaurant owner says, yeah, I know, but we've got to do it or we, or we go out of business. And then all the other businesses that the rational leaders of the business and the people working to, to make it a great business, I think most of them know better. But. 
sometimes you just have to comply and do things. Um, and, and around the country, I, I imagine there are pockets of, of people that are a little bit more independent that, that refuse. And, and then there are pockets of people that just kind of hide from the nonsense. And then there are, there are people that live in the big urban areas and, and you don't have as much choice there. Our number again is 406-646-6121 here at the Let's Think Show. And on the line with me right now is Skylar from Salt Lake City. How are you doing, Skylar? I'm doing well. Well, thanks for being on. And you are uh, active in the uh, the kind of the, I don't know, human rights, humanitarian, the peace movement, uh, voluntarism, etc. Uh, and I understand you have a podcast as well? I do. It's called Everything Voluntary. I actually have two podcasts. My voluntarist podcast is called Everything Voluntary. And then I actually record a second one just on on logic and stoicism and doing well at life. That, that one's called Thinking and Doing. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, I just uh, today went to lunch at one of my favorite restaurants, the Halal Grill in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And the reason I love it is because they have this big, huge buffet and they have goat meat, several times uh, kinds of goat curry, which I just love. And I I went in there today and uh, they didn't have the buffet. And, And I learned that the local health department has shut them down so that they're only allowed to have a buffet one day a week. And I thought of you because I know that you have a, a, a part-time side hustle gig of doing some food delivery and such. And I'm just wondering, uh, how has that affected your your business there? Well, um, I was, I was going to say, it, it, I've actually been consistently working, you know, uh, you know, early on here in Salt Lake, they did shut down um, inside dining. And so the only way any any restaurant could stay in business was to offer pickup for takeout or for delivery. And most restaurants are on one or another platform like DoorDash or Grubhub or Uber Eats. Okay. And some of them weren't. And so when things ha- when things got shut down, they, you know, many of them started showing up on those services. So I stayed busy. It was, you know, it's actually been pretty profitable for me. Um, but one of the changes that I kind of resisted at first and, and uh, didn't really want to go along with was the requirement to wear a mask. And this this became, you know, an order for the businesses to, to require this for anybody coming in. Right. And that's what the... That's what the grill today mentioned. They said, you know, we don't necessarily want to make you wear a mask, but we've been told that we have to make you. And if, if you're not wearing one, other people are going to be uncomfortable. So that was kind of me. Like I've been resistant to this thing, but like you, it's like, I don't want to put these people out of a job or hurt their business. Yeah. And, you know, uh, property rights are important to me and it, it, it really, it shouldn't matter what the reason is. I mean, the, the property owner, the business owner is being coerced in some way by the state to require masks and that's you know that's a bad thing that's unfortunate it should be their choice but they do require it so i understand that it's not them that it is the state doing this now that's not to say that there aren't you know true believer business owners out there that do believe the masks are important and and would require it for their own reasons if they weren't being coerced there probably are uh either way it's their rules i want to keep doing what i'm doing i don't want to try to make money a different way. So right. I'll just put on the mask. It's, it's one of those bandana masks I can easily flip on, put over my ears, 
I usually keep my nose exposed just because it fogs up my glasses. And I'm, I'm rarely told to cover my nose. Sometimes I, I'm asked to cover my nose. And I'm not usually in the restaurant for very long. So I'll pop it on, get my food. I'll leave and I'll pull the whole thing off anyway. So kind of stagger your way out and try to not to knock any knives off the countertop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, well, and how about and you have a, a few kids? Are they wearing masks to school or, or how, what's it like there in Salt Lake? Well, um, my understanding, and I should say my kids actually don't go to school, but I do have nephews and they have friends that do. And so I've kind of heard a little bit through the grapevine that school was shut down and all, it all went online, you know, in the spring and then summer happened, there was no school. And then as school started up, they started doing like a part-time type of thing where you go, everybody or half the school would go one day and then they'd be off the next day or they'd do half a week or every, everywhere was kind of different. Okay. But, so your kids don't go to the government schools in the Salt Lake area. No, no, we're, we're what you call unschoolers. It's a type of uh, self-directed education homeschool. And so, you know, they have masks. The only time they're, they're, they're wearing them is when we're required to by some business owner, whether it's a store or a restaurant. Okay. So there, there is, there is in restaurant dining now, and they have like every other table closed off that sort of thing. And they ask you to wear your mask until you sit down, then you can take it off. And so, yeah, I mean, they're doing that, but as soon as we're out the door, the mask comes off. Um, you know, when we have company or when we're at, you know, friend's house or family's house, you know, nobody's wearing masks. We're all just having a good time and acting like things are normal. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Which they really are, except for that one little annoying, pesky, natty uh, little thing, the, the folks calling themselves government that are buffaloing us all into thinking that things aren't normal, that this isn't one of yet another, you know, virus every, every year there's the bug that goes around and sometimes they're way worse and sometimes they're not as bad. And, and this one's a nasty one perhaps. And, and, but just this whole idea of us changing our whole world for it is, is sad and unfortunate. Uh, I'm so glad that your children aren't uh, having their education disrupted. Of course, neither are uh, government school kids because uh, they're not really getting an education in there anyway. Um, <laughs> But no, I'm glad no, your kids aren't I, suffering. Well, and, and I was going to say that school was already insufferable. And what made it tolerable was the fact that they had friends and there was the social aspect, right? We're, we're surviving this horrible environment together, right? We're in prison right. together. But when the lockdowns happened and they were forced to go home to do school, the one endearing quality of school was taken away. And so right. it's, it's just been a bad situation worse for most of these kids. Right. Um, well, it's and, wonderful yeah. how the home incarceration laws have at least had that little bit of a positive uh, benefit uh, is, is that the, the kids can now actually start learning, even if they are missing some of the social aspect with the other kids they were, they were around. Yeah. And, and I understand a, a lot of parents have, you know, totally disconnected from the school system and have started, you know, homeschooling pandemic pods, it's called, or other alternative uh, versions of educating their kids. A lot of them have moved into homeschooling and other things. So it's it's good to see some of yeah. the rise in that stuff. Oh, that is just wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on with us today. And by the way, give us another plug. Give me your website, your favorite blog that uh, folks ought to tune in and check out more about uh, what's going on with you and voluntarism. It's really easy. It's just everythingvoluntary.com. 
I love it. One of the best names out there. Thanks again for being with us today, Skylar. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to speaking with you again in the future. All right. Thank you. Our number again is 406-646-6121. 